Hey guys, it's Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We're both journalists who pretty much have an opinion about everything. Join us weekly as we dig through the latest in pop culture, women's issues, and politics. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Wait, Wait Hold up. up. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Wait, Wait Hold, hold up. up. I'm Jessica. And I'm Yarel, and I'm super excited uh, for today's episode, Jess. Me too. <laughs> We have a super special guest who is shimmying to our left and right right Ooh-hoo. now, which you can't see. We have the fabulous DJ Francesca Harding. Hey chicka, chicka, chicka. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to do that, just to like add some. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I effects. do it. That's how you do it? Like, I feel like that's how a DJ does it, right? We're not making ourselves look not cool no. at all right now. <laughs> We're looking as fish and thorough as possible. <laughs> you guys already know what it is. Yeah, so let me just say, I met Francesca on the dance floor. Like, literally. Right. That is our love story. Okay. She was spinning some dope tunes, which is hard to come by in Los Angeles as, a, you know, someone who went out on, like, in New York all the time and, like, you could find bars for everything. It's really hard to find people who, like, spin fly yeah, stuff. that's and so I, true. And I feel like a lot of L.A. establishments want to keep certain people out. Absolutely. So oh, yeah. They don't. Absolutely. So I met her on the dance. I was, like, dancing, and I'm just, like, like heart emoji eyes like i'm like who is this woman and why is she playing like the best music ever oh jessica stop and i was watching you dance and it was making me dj harder oh, really? I was like, I got, yes does I was that like, happen yeah. as a dj absolutely like you definitely feed off of the dance floor okay yeah especially if you see folks go off and i You're was like, like yes okay <laughs> how about this i got this for her too so and i'm amazing. like oh that one's for my shoulders oh wait this one's for my hips i got you i got you i'm gonna meet you out there so if anyone is not familiar with Francesca she is obviously a super dope DJ she is also um, on the radio and you can listen to her for all our night owls on Los Angeles's 90.7 FM KPFK for Soundwaves Radio every Friday well I guess it's technically Saturday Saturday but Saturday morning Saturday morning 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. so it's kind of like if you're staying up late on Friday absolutely you know. or like if you leave the club you hop into your Uber, just tell the Uber driver, yo, turn on 90.7 FM, I'm trying to hear my girl, right. and then I'll be on there slurring my words, because I'm usually <laughs> really exhausted. People are like, she's drunk? And you're like, I'm just so tired, people. I'm just t- the, the thing is, I'm such a morning person, so I wake up at 6, 7 a.m., and maybe I'll take a nap, but a lot of times God I don't, so you. when 2 a.m. rolls around, oh, I'm just man. like... We're going to do this. Hello, everybody. So, you know, I'm not as sharp <laughs> as I want to be, but I still love radio, and I'm so happy that I'm on the, the what's, what's the difference for you, like, being on radio as a DJ, um, as to when you're on as a DJ at, at an, an event yeah. and watching people? Because the interaction is different when you have a mic. 1,000%. So I like radio because there's no pressure of a dance floor, mm-hmm. and there's just, like, so much music that I want to play, but it doesn't necessarily fit in a club context. Right. So I can just play the chillest music. I can play you know, whatever it is that I want. And then I'm also able to just like loop in people who I've been watching for a really long time, who are producers, other DJs, maybe like a musician or a a singer who has an album dropping and then I'll like sit them down and interview them. So it's just like I get to kind of spread my wings in a way that I can't when I'm in the club. Not that I don't like a club setting, but it's just a little bit more freeing, you know, it's really cool. And she's got the perfect voice for it. Right. She's playing her ass. Yeah. Right now. (laughs) I've been practicing, y'all. <laughs> and we also, we, we, we want to shout out your production collective, um, Wear Patterns, right? So how did that start? What exactly can people expect when they listen to you guys? Amazing. So 
Wear Patterns began last year. It's me and Jean and James Bautista, their brothers. Mm-hmm. We literally went to elementary school. We're all from so Silver cute. Lake. I know. I've known them for whatever, most of my life. And so we like separated. And then when we came back together a few years ago, um, they were DJs. I was the DJ. I was starting to produce music. They had been producing music for a really long time. So we were just like, oh, we should start collaborating together. And that's what we did. So we um, started creating tracks. And so since they like live pretty far, I would maybe make a beat, send it their way. They'd work on it send it back to me I'd work on it some more and then vice versa so we had like all of these instrumentals and then you know LA is amazing in that you're completely surrounded by the dopest singers the dopest rappers and so I just feel like I was calling my homies like you want to sing on this track you want to rap on this track and luckily some of my friends were just like yes so so far we've released two songs um one is called Tease with my girls, Nick and Navy. They're Jamaican twins, and they beasted on the damn track. And then another song with my friend Rush Midnight. And then we have, like, a bunch of other tracks that we want to release. I think by the end of the year, maybe a, an dope. EP. My One of my favorite singers, her name is Ceci Bastida. She's from Ooh, Tijuana. I love her. Ceci is my she's girl. She's so awesome. And she's married to um, Josh, Josh, who I love. Who just sent me a text. We can Stop edit this Stop it. Yeah, I'm, I love them. I love them. They're so awesome. I'm so happy that you know yeah. them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a small world in LA. Good people, you know, we kind of have to stick together. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and she's super talented. That's so She's awesome. amazing. Can I just tell you a funny story? So, I used to be in her band. I definitely got kicked out of the band <laughs> <laughs> because I was awful. But I, in all fairness to me, I was just like, Ceci, I can't sing and I can't drum. And she was like, sure you can. And I was like, okay. So she, I was like supposed to be her DJ, do like backing tracks and then like do a little bit of drumming and a little bit of singing. First of all, I can barely do anything like at the same time. Like I'm not a Wait, are you a drummer? Like, no, <laughs> she was like, it's fine. So I'm like, first of all, do you want me to sing or do you want me to drum? Like, there's no way I'm doing both. <laughs> so we went. We did a few shows. Come on, Avril Lavigne. Get it together. <laughs> together, girl. You could do everything. After Mexico City, like, she flew me to Mexico City. And then I was just, she was like, girl, fired. <laughs> so now every single time she texts me, I'm like, show? No. No. She's like, girl, let's hang out. Let's go get coffee. And I'm like, but what about that show you have in Denver? No. <laughs> I have been replaced. She's but. like, um... I got a shirt for you. It says groupie number one. That's about the only <laughs> place you're staying in. It was the worst breakup I've ever been through, to be honest. I, I'm really curious. How did she fire you and you guys stayed friends? <laughs> right. Because I cannot even tell someone that I'm like canceling dinner reservations. Right. Because then we're not going to be friends I'm all of anymore. a sudden like, I have to come up with some. Something. I'm, I'm giving out my secrets. I have to come up with some dramatic yeah. ass like, my God, my my foot it got stuck in like my chair and it's swollen and like i'm like, like my cat is sick but wait just you don't have a cat well that's how well sick it is. that's how sick it is <laughs> so how did she break up with you i mean well like how did she break up with you how did she find you know i don't even know if i should go into it because i'm gonna start crying on the podcast <laughs> and i'm trying to keep it positive i know no but i love her we just literally had coffee i think yesterday it but was, sometimes you have well. to separate right like a little bit of the business aspect of it and the friendship you feel i or? was awful like oh, you i was just really I bad so you understood you under you you understood i should have fired myself <laughs> <laughs> to be honest so the fact that like she still hangs out with me is amazing because i don't know how many of her shows i messed up so if people want to hear wear patterns where can they hear you guys at um our stuff is on all of the platforms so we're on spotify we're on itunes um we're on soundcloud we just got a placement um on a show called you're the worst stop that's 
hopefully it's releasing in the winter maybe i'm not so, sure okay. as a dj do you um is that sort of the the aspirational goal like to just full-time being pro- like a producer writing or do you feel like you always want to be a part of like the experience for people i think that most djs after a few years are like okay i want to start making my own music it's almost like this natural progression mm-hmm. only because you know, every day you DJ, you have an audience that's kind of like not at your mercy, but you just kind of like have this platform that you want to utilize. And then for me, a lot of times like I'll be DJing and I'm like, man, I, there's a song that I want to play that I don't know exists and I want it to sound in this particular way. I should probably create it, you know. Um, but I mean, I don't know if uh, that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, it's been really fun for me, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I play the bass a little bit, you know. Um, I don't play keys. So I, I had fun, and I feel like I have a really good ear, and it, it was great collabing. I don't know if um, I'm going to be in it for the long haul, just to be mm-hmm. honest. And there's, like, amazing producers out there, and I feel like I'm better suited just being like, hey, let me give a platform to these folks right. who I admire who've been doing it for a really long time. And, like, that's the marriage that feels really comfortable for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt, like, being a woman in this field of, you know, maybe this question comes at you a lot, um, but I'm always fascinated by just women in music in general because it is, it has been a male-dominated field, but I feel like women are breaking in at, like, crazy speeds, which is awesome. Have you ever had a moment when you're like, okay, um, I'm not I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to tolerate this. I don't like this energy that's happening. Uh, me being a woman and trying to do what I love. Yeah. Way too often. Really? I mean, first of all, uh, I think that I was talking to someone about this yesterday. I think like in general, people feel really comfortable in expressing to you what they think about your artistry, which is interesting. Like if I w- went somewhere and I was listening to a band or I was listening to a DJ and I didn't like what they were doing. I was like, oh, they're not like my taste. I wouldn't feel the need to go up and be like, hey, you suck. Or even like, (laughs) you're dope. No, I would give a compliment. But anyways, and I also feel like people, especially men, are more prone to just come up to me and tell me all kinds of things because I am a Mm. woman. Good and bad? I get compliments fairly often, which is great. I love it. But mostly the play this oh you should play this you should do this yeah like in the middle of my set and it's like i feel like if i were a man i just don't know if you would approach me just so cavalierly Mm -hmm. and essentially telling me how to do my job but i know some djs are like i don't like requests you know and i can respect that but i don't mind if you have a song that you want to hear it's all good but it's just like the the energy like the way folks are like really entitled but i get it a lot from men and i just don't know if i would get approached in that way if i were to do djing i don't know mm. and i've asked my guy friends like do you deal with this or do you deal with that and i feel like they, they don't, don't not in the same way that i do did when you were starting um as a dj did you have a mentor or someone who took you under your wings because i I know personally that I've ha- I have a background in television production and in then I've segued into journalism and now doing like production also on like the digital side of things. And I've never had a woman like 
I've had I had a couple women in TV production take me under their wings and like be like, hey, you're really great. Like, I want to work with you. But I've never had women who I would consider my peers that are in like within the five to 10 year age range say, hey, I want to like support what you're doing. I really love what you're about. Like, let me elevate you Mm. or let me show you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, who you should hang out with and who you shouldn't. Did you have anybody sort of step in and supervise you and like look after you? Um, I will say I was lucky just to have other friends who were DJs um, that like put me on probably before I was ready mm-hmm. um, and like took chances on me. So in that respect, yes, like my friend C. Brown, who I love, and we did this party called Bodega together for a really long time. I, I, I always say that he raised me like mm. I'm my DJ dad, but so I was DJing maybe a year and he had been DJing for like 14 years at that point and he for whatever reason just started DJing with me and like looping me into gigs and then if he saw me doing something that I shouldn't while I was behind the tables he would be like Fran come here and like afterwards like show me things so I always credit him for being like there and giving me really good advice and then my friend Black Shakespeare who's like this tremendous MC he put me on like he got me my first DJ gig in LA Um, so like a mentor Certainly not a woman mentor. Um, I, I've just been lucky enough to have friends kind of along the way to like every so often like, here's a little olive branch, girl. Grab on. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that it tends to be mostly men, I know actually I went to an event and your girl Val was DJing it, right? And so you were like, oh yeah, that's my home girl. And that's amazing because there's also like, because there's so few women in that space, it could also be super competitive. So have you found that women are more competitive towards you? It's, there's definitely an element of competition, even if you don't want their to be it mm-hmm. for sure i mean but i guess it comes with the territory because we're all trying to work we're all trying to like pay our rent yeah. out here you know but but at the same time like all my friends are djs right. like 90 percent of my friends are mm-hmm. djs it's okay crazy. cool kid no, <laughs> yeah no. that was like yeah. that's like a t-shirt all my friends are djs you know <laughs> you can't say what does no. <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like luckily that it seems like there's enough work to go around but there's still yeah this competitive element for sure and I feel like they're men and it's especially men who have been in the game for a really long time. Mm. I'm talking about like late thirties, early forties, maybe, maybe even mid forties who are DJs and maybe don't feel like they ever got their, their just due. And they see like this influx of women and they're not about it, man. And so I get like crazy energy from them. And like a lot of times it'll be like a quiz. Like, you know, this KRS B side from 1984. No. (laughs) And then it's almost like if I can't pass their test, like I don't deserve to play hip hop or like it's, and I get it. Like we're so passionate about the craft and we're passionate about like the music. And especially if you started on vinyl and all these new DJs are coming in and they're just using their laptops. You feel like they didn't pay their just due. Like I get it. But then it's also like, bro, ease up, man. Like, this is aggressive and like we all deserve a seat at the table. Yeah. There's plenty of, there's plenty of room. I mean, we talk about this all the time because I feel even in not just, I'm, I'm assuming in music, but in all fields, like I've, I've seen it personally, like women, like I don't think I've, a lot of my mentors are men and a lot of people that I've, you know, when I've gotten to different areas for work, a lot of people that take me under their wing are men because women, even if I ask for like, Hey, it's like, no, I've, I've acquired all this information throughout the years. I'm right. not going to share it. And I've acquired all these, all these contacts throughout the years. I'm not going to share them. 
And it's just this environment of like, Ugh, come on, there's plenty of space, you know, it's all shut up. But like, if they did that, like, what does, what do they think that means for them? Right. Like, I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. share my contacts with you, that just means that, like, it's less jobs for me, less work for me. Right. I guess, like, what's the impetus behind? Yeah, you know, I think it's a fear of being replaced. I think that I think that that it, exactly. because, like you said, like exactly. we're all hustling out Vinyls here. Vinyls are all, being replaced with computers. Right. And we're all out here hustling to pay rent. Right. So it's like if I give you the access to one of my meal tickets, then does that mean that that's like one less meal for me? And I think that that's the sort of that that's that fear of like you're you could be so dope or the energy that you bring that like they're and, you know, even I mean, it's it happened where people I'm sh- and I'm sure it's been the case. It's like someone can't cover an event, but they're like not going to like pick you to cover that event because they're like, I would rather pick someone who I kind of know maybe sucks so that they don't do that great of a job so that that gig stay that it stays secure and that next week they are definitely calling me. They're not like, actually, we really loved Francesca. We're going to stick with her now. Right. Isn't that crazy? I mean, and that's the thing. I feel like the opposite happens. I mean, not to get all like hippy dippy, but it's like if you have this attitude of abundance, then more mm. comes your way. Absolutely. But if you're just like me, mine, I just feel like that's when you're more likely to lose a gig or that's when absolutely you know so i just feel like we have it all wrong so anytime I'm, i meet women who are down to just like collaborate and you know share resources i'm just like it feels so good but it also yeah. feels natural yeah right you know and i feel really fortunate because i feel like coming to la i have an amazing group of friends from like new jersey and new york but i feel like coming to la i was able to find like a lot more c- women who are creatives or are like entrepreneurial. So like they're all like trying to start their own thing or in the middle of th- their groove doing their mm-hmm. own thing. And I, it's such a cool space to be in where I'm meeting other women who are like hustling and who almost like get amped off of somebody else's hustle. It's like, yeah, like even like you're like, I, I didn't sleep that much. And I'm like, ah, oh, I slept a lot. Okay. But I could, I could have, like, lost a couple of hours and done a little bit more of X, Y, or Z, you know, and, and that's okay. Like, I, I don't need there, – there's, there's stories that are other people are, are – of other people's pursuits that are, like, hyping me up. And that, yeah. I think, is that energy that we're talking Absolutely. about of, like, um, creating that abundance also within yourself of, like, what is possible mm-hmm. by, like, being inspired by somebody else's journey and not afraid of their journey or intimidated by it. Right. But, like – Yo, your hustle is dope. It's fresh. And mm. you're shining. It makes me feel like I can shine. Right. You're running fast. Oh, I, cool. I, maybe I could sprint like that too. So yeah, it's completely inspiring. I also feel like, which is kind of an aside, but right now I'm working on exercising my voice more just because I do feel like as a DJ in these clubs, folks will come at me a little bit crazy. And I'm like, I don't know if you would be talking to me like that if I were a man or whatever. So more so now than ever, I've just been like, yo, this is my space. How do you do that? Literally, yesterday, I told this guy, stop talking. You have to stop talking. And I gave him that eye. That, you know, that, the yeah, that <laughs> look, that, that <laughs> eye. And I feel like I'm doing that more and more now. Whereas before, I'm just like, okay, well, this is, I'm at work, and you want to be professional, and you want to, like, try yeah. to be nice and just, like, nice people away. I don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. Get them out of your space, but like, please, (laughs) nah, man, but like, and too, like, okay, so I'm a black woman, I've got locks, and um, I don't know if the restaurant shall remain nameless or not, but two weeks ago, I was DJing somewhere in Newport Beach, so I guess it's like this affluent area, 
I'm at this restaurant and I did like two events for them. And so everyone in there, it wasn't like the most diverse crowd, but who cares? And some, so for example, someone comes up to me as I'm DJing and it was this man and he says to me while I'm DJing, hey, do you want to hear my Jamaican accent? And oh I'm my like, god, stop. Stop it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he had to repeat himself because like the music is blasting in my headphones. And I was just like, yeah, no. And then he proceeds to like do this crazy Jamaican accent. And I'm like, okay, this guy's just like being weird. And then he walks away, and then he comes back and he was telling me, like, you know, you're a beautiful black woman. You know, they always want to qualify oh your beauty. And I'm like, cool, you know, just like working. Then he comes back and he's like, you know, a lot of people don't understand why I, as a white man, could be attracted to black women, but they just don't get it. And it's just like, first, this is my, I'm working, first of all. So why are you trying to engage me in conversation? Second of all, why are you talking so crazily? But I'm like, okay, would this have happened if I were a man? Uh, Just like that kind of a, let me give you my Jamaican accent? Right. I don't know. Maybe, but I feel like as this woman, folks feel like they can just kind of say whatever they want to you. And and this isn't necessarily like, like an outlier. I mean, I get like brace comments sometimes, but it's always like this, yeah, I don't like the song that you're playing. Why don't you play this? Or why don't you play that? And I'm like, well, that's going to happen across the board. But again, like, is it because I'm a woman that you feel like you can direct me left or right? Mind you, let me do my thing because maybe I would have gone to that song. Right. right. Sit down. It's ten fifteen. I started fifteen minutes ago. Chill out. You're lame. <laughs> yeah, let me work. Give me a give me a second. You know. So I mean, I'm not trying to get all aggro, but I feel more powerful and just being able to shut that down faster Good. than I would have before. So, do you feel like it took you a while to get to that space, and why? I like being nice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I enjoy being nice, but it's also like nice isn't going to get me like to have to feel safe, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I think I've also like seen other women be a bit more like, no, I'm going to shut this down right now. Yeah. Whereas I'll like engage the energy more than I have to just to be polite. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't necessarily need to do that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've also just been inspired by other people who are just like, I'm me. I'm going to feel safe. I'm at work. It's all good. I'm going to draw this line in the sand. So, like, that's also kind of new for me. And I'm, like, feeling like an empowered woman out here. I love it. I have such a hard time setting, like, professional boundaries. And I think it also stems from that place of being nice and not rattling the cage. And also, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I sometimes feel young. Like I know I'm 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 not 16, but sometimes I, there's a part of me that feels very much that 16, and there's that sense of like, oh well, maybe I don't know all the facts, especially in a professional environment, right? To say like I think that we should do this, or I think we should do this, and some so there's this questioning of my own ability that takes place, and so it's this attempt to be nice, and also this attempt to not look stupid, but men look stupid all All the the time time. and they will literally say something and not have any idea what they're talking about and say it with confidence come on and i'm over here questioning something that i know is 95 percent correct but i'm like but that other five percent i could be off so you know what i'm not gonna say anything or i'm not gonna do that youtube video or i'm not gonna start Mm. that podcast because what if i say something that was incorrect right come on now come on man 
Yeah, I mean, but at least you're aware of it because then we can course correct, you know, right. and then we can like take risks. For me, it happens a lot at work where sometimes I feel like it's the op. I mean, I work in a in a sp- domi- Spanish dominant environment, um, and sometimes I don't know if it's that part of me that grew up in like a rough neighborhood that kind of roughed me up a little bit but I'm still that really sweet 16 year old that's just wants to share and lives in this world full of confetti and unicorns and flowers and it's everything's beautiful but that it's been really difficult for me lately to control that part of myself where I'm going to be like "Uh uh-uh like you do not talk to me like that even if you're a guy, even if you're a girl, that you're wrong, and I'm going to call you out on Even if you think mm-hmm. that just because you're older, I'm not allowed to question you or to give you a, a piece of my mind. And it, in being in this environment where there's a lot of people that are just much older than me, it's been like a challenge yeah. to tap into that niceness of me and be like, uh-uh, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind right here, yeah. right now, because you're wrong in this. Um, and, it's, and it happens a lot with... Um, talking to this friend about it this morning, actually, these new generations of young people who are like, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I believe in kindness. I believe in being a good human being. I believe in helping others. But that doesn't mean that when you cross the line, I'm not going to cross that line back. Right. And I'm not going to put you in your place, even though you're a 50-year-old man, even though you're a woman with 20 years of experience. Like, no. You know, respects like, ignites respect if you offer it, like, first and foremost so i don't know it's funny because as much as it's like oh you're so sweet and you're i'm like yeah but like yeah cross that line buddy (laughs) and and i have no problem like cutting you out real quick i got daddy issues so what you don't want to do (laughs) is to tap into that part of me where i just like need a release you want the kind Francesca. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen. Because especially because, and I, and I know Francesca, and I've gotten to know her over the year, well, over the year, over the year and a half. Um, and But in that time, you're right. Like, when someone shows you who they are, hello, Oprah, and... Believe she, them. I know, exactly. <laughs> and this is a kind person who has, like, this energy that they want to, like, inspire people by and that they do inspire people by. If you end up, finding the bitch in me listen that's that you asked for this person to come out and so deal with the consequences deal with it and don't look at me like i'm crazy yeah like you kept poking at the lion within me and i was giving (laughs) you chances i was trying to you know draw my boundaries and you didn't listen so and it's usually when you kind of like react in this very aggressive way when folks understand that they need to back off but it's just like i said the same thing but just like in a nicer tone and you completely disregarded what i had to say but it wasn't until i got extra aggro that all of a sudden you understood the message like why and but then that all of a sudden becomes and this is part of like i guess the fear and the frustration and i'm totally working through like this getting to this place of like not giving a damn about what people think about me it's like a it's like a lifelong battle and struggle but what i guess like the fear of that is i find people remember your outburst more than they remember the 50 times oh. you were like no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and they're like listen i can't do it and it's like damn but jess is mad attitude yeah. like and i'm like <laughs> She's what? crazy. What? You're like, no. I'm like, uh. And then that's the stuff that keeps me up at night. I'm like, ah, I was such a mean person. It's like, <laughs> no, girl, set your boundaries. Yeah. And that I like, and that's why I love that we're there's more people like us and you know, you have like, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Like all of those initiatives to say, like, I can set boundaries and I can tell you what what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. And you need to stop 
having that be like what defines me mm-hmm. because a man can do it at any point and it's all good i have a question for you guys how are you with finances or being like okay here's a consulting job what's your price have you guys figured out how to be like this is what i am worth here's the offer take it or leave it wow what a good question (laughs) i'm horrible with um asking for what i'm worth but and that goes again back into this idea of well, have I really been doing that for that long? Well, I went from TV and now I'm in, in journalism, but I'm also, I produce digital commercials. So I guess like, I feel like my experience is a little spread out. So can I say I'm an expert in, like I, I'm, I literally am like working against myself. I'm like, well, okay, minus that because you haven't done that. For, you haven't really done that part of, of the job description minus this. And, you know, I'm, um, I'm really fortunate because like when I'm talking about things, you know, I'll talk to my boyfriend and he'll be like, okay, this is the minimum that you're going to offer them. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean? He's like, this is the minimum you're going to say that you can do this job for. And I'm like, oh, but I really don't think that they have that budget. And he's like, well, let them tell you that. Right. Well, let, and the thing is, that's crazy is that in TV, I was literally the person who hired people. I was the line producer who was saying, okay, this is our budget. This is what we have. And people would say, I, well, I'm, I need a hundred dollars more a day. And I, and I would have to work to find it in the budget. So it's like, I know people can find the money I'm just like let me work with you when you're a for-profit company I'm not doing non-for-profit work Come on. so why do I put myself in this position where I'm like let me just help them out bro seriously help yeah. them out help them <laughs> out it's such a struggle even even to like the idea of like oh I just I'm just doing this because I love what I do, you know, like, oh, host this or do this. Why don't you help us out with this for a week, for five hours? You're like, well, it's because I love <laughs> my craft and it's all me. I want to just grow. And I'm like, well, when am I going to stop growing? Right. <laughs> because you're even you know, growing. I, I, I still I got to grow my bank account. And, and those things need to get taken care of. Like, how can you pay your rent on growth? But on I growth. get it. And it's like, so my, my makeup artist at work said it the other day that she was doing makeup for this show. And these girls make, I mean, lots of money, right, on the show. And they have millions of followers. And the girl called her was like, listen, you know, I would love for you to do my hair and makeup for a post on my Instagram. And then she, my makeup artist was like, well, no, you know, my rate is so-and-so. And she's like, no, but you know, I'm telling you, like, I'm we can't pay you, but it's I'm gonna I'm gonna post, and then I'm like Jack, I'm like Jackie, your post, like the post is not gonna pay your bill, like no, like what are we turning into this? Are, are we okaying these things? I'm like, please tell me you said no. Did she? I'm like, please, she did, which yeah. I was super proud of. Bravo, I'm like, girl, good girl, good girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, but she might have a million followers. Good for her. She got them however way she did good for her but no that's even like not even considering or respecting your craft and the fact that you've been busting your ass to be an amazing makeup artist and be recognized and be paid the the rate that you're even giving her on a discount excuse me i'm like because you better believe it that when i'm rich and just making it rain i will make sure that i take care of you yes yes. even if you're my good friend and this is what you do Francesca, you're going to charge me a thousand dollars. I'm going to pay you three grand girl because right. I know your struggle. I, I feel like we're not we're living in the space where it's like either the likes and the posts and the shares and the blah, blah, blah is going to be a, a good way of. Oh, no. But listen, Jess, I have a degree. 
You know, I went to school for this. Like I studied this and I busted my ass for years. I moved across the country. Like, don't you jeopardize what I've been through and like minimize it by not giving me what I deserve. It's the nerve. But I'm also just kind of like, cause folks will be like, Oh, I'll expose you to my audience, but you're broke. So (laughs) your your audience is probably broke. Like, how is that going to help me? Are they not paying too? (laughs) Bye. Like, I don't want to know that audience. Ciao. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. People use that line, but like with no shame. Oh, it'll be good. The exposure. exposure. Girl, if you don't take that exposure and jump off a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) Shove it. Shove it. Yeah, no, and it's it's. I feel like it's that two part. It's the, the knowing your value and knowing your worth, and also, and having like girlfriends and and uh, just friends in general who will not be so like this is. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna tell you how much I make because I think especially like also in your DJ industry, you kind of need to know what's like what's the going rate for something like this. Like, let me know what you're getting. You don't have to be specific. You can give me a ballpark, but like, give me an idea so that this way I also know that I'm not lowballing myself here mm-hmm. and I'm asking for something that is competitive and something that's like in the realm of possibility because I think that also with the higher you get, if you say to someone, oh, I can do that for 200 and it's usually something they pay $1,500 for, they're going to be like, oh, she ain't oh. shit. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. One th- in fact I had this woman so she, I don't know how she found me no I do know I was DJing at LA Live and she was like you're great can I have your card I gave her my card and she ended up working at a law office so she wanted me to do like a holiday party for her which is great corporate money hey now hey. and so when she first um, approached me she emailed me and she was like hey I met you at LA Live we want you to do this holiday party what's your rate and I was like oh just pay me two pennies and a peanut <laughs> Would that work for your budget? And she called me. That was the email that I sent. And she called me like, oh, girl, you need to get your life together. And she was like, this is how much we pay. And it was like 100 times what I had, you know, um, said that I wanted. And she was just like, how are you, like, devaluing yourself so much? Like, I saw you. Oh, my God. Love, bless her. I mean, uh, and I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed, but I was also really grateful, but she was just like, never again. But she called me like, what are you doing? And I guess like the DJ that she usually had was this guy who used to DJ for the Kardashians. So you already know he was like um, charging an arm and a leg. And she was like, this is the rate. And then I was like, okay. And then she was also like, ask for a deposit. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, like 10%. And she was like, no, no. 50%. Yeah. I was like, tell me what, what else should I do with my life? <laughs> this, I don't know. Tell me this is a Jan LaVan sandwich. She was like fixing your life over here. Not on my watch. <laughs> She's so extra. But yeah, so like, I do feel like every now and again, like the universe will just talk to me through someone like, That's get your though. life together. So now what I do is, I'm like, what is your budget? And we'll go from there. Because a couple of times I've been like, oh, I think that I'll put myself at this rate. And then they've just told me their budget before I can say that, undersell myself. And I'm like, dude, I would have lost $2,000 had I opened my big old mouth. But then I wonder, like, why don't I already have these skills? Why don't I go high and then be confident enough if they don't have to that negotiate. money? Yeah, yeah. Then they'll negotiate with me. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose You're the job. You're afraid they're going to walk away. Right. And then it's like, if they're going to walk away, let them walk away. Like, the universe will bring something else. Right. So I'm just trying to, like, chill out. <sighs> I didn't, know this, I didn't know today was going to be a therapy session. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm over here like, yes, yes. Value yes, yourself. Yes, Break this down, girl. Yes, let's put yes. it out to the universe. By next year, I'm making double what I make right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Holla back. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Won't he do it, though? Won't he do oh, it? Oh, he will. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, listen, before we let you go, because this is this has gotten me on such a 
hallelujah moment. Um, we, so obviously our, our, first of all, thank you for continuing yes. to hold it down for women on yes. the dance floor and in the DJ space because you need to follow Francesca. I'm loving your Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank just, you. Yeah. At DJ Francesca is her Insta, or well, no, I'm sorry, at DJ Francesca Harding. We will put it on our Instagram so you guys can see it as well and follow along with her. And she's always, you're always posting where you're at. I think I got at you once because I was like, why are you posting that after? Like, how am I supposed to know where you are? It's the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to bother people. No. And then it's just like, friend, let folks know what you're going to do. And if you lose followers, you lose followers. It's not the end of the world. But so. people are following you. You're a DJ. Like, what do they expect? Yeah, we want to know where you're going <laughs> like, to be. I want to know where you're going to be. Like, also, like, what, what's, what are they trying to find? So you follow her on Instagram, and then she will. We're looking at her. We're giving her the evil eye right now. She will post where she's going to yeah, be spinning. Yeah, she is. Because, uh-huh. um, because it's really awesome. And, I mean, if you just want to dance and have a good time, this is this is this is the day. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. What a pleasure! You guys are powerhouses. Oh, so just d- being d- in your presence, I'm just soaking it all in. Oh, likewise, so I appreciate like a group it. Hug. I know, I know, uh, it's a virtual group hug. <laughs> <laughs> so now, going from this very like happy high moment where we all I think feel like ready to take on the week and like kick some butt. Um, so obviously the podcast is called Wait Hold Up, and. We every week want to just like dive into like that moment that was like made you pause, whether it was for a good reason or for a negative reason. And think about, you know, what was that weight holds up moment in the week? Mm -hmm. And I know. Well, first of all, I think like I I, I don't necessarily want to use this as my moment because I've got like two. But I will (laughs) say that like a weight holds up moment just in terms of like sadness has been what's going on in like Mexico and Puerto Rico right now and like and just like the Caribbean like Dominica got like wiped out and so that has just been something where it's so devastating and really scary and I know um there's still family members that I have that my family hasn't heard from in Puerto Rico and that my boyfriend hasn't and so it's like we're still like trying to figure out like what's this island look like after everything that's happened and I know that there's so many families in Mexico who are still hoping holding out hope for people Mm -hmm. who like they don't know if they're under rubble or whatever the case may be. So um, I will say Yarel and I are hosting a benefit this Thursday for anyone who's in Los Angeles. Yes. Come to Blackwood Coffee Bar on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And it's going to be from 7 to 10 p.m. And we're going to have a silent auction. There's going to be a bunch of really cool items that we're going to be auctioning off and just raising money. And 50% of the proceeds are going to go to a nonprofit in Puerto Rico and then another um uh, the rest of the percent will go to Mexico. And yeah, so we'll also post about that on the Instagram at Wait Holds Up Pod so that you guys can find out more about that. Yeah. You guys are doing good work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so necessary. And it's just been so heavy. You feel helpless. Oh, God, yeah. So any way that you can, I guess, get people to contribute. Because yeah. we, we want to contribute. We just don't know how, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's important for us to even just know what's going on. Like, it's just, it feels like someone told me, like, this year's going to be one of those years that's really going to test us. And 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 it's going to be a, a year of chaos because we need to be reborn. Mm. You know, it's, there's been so much, like, just we've been living on a very negative uh, playing field that we really need to rise up. And in order for us to rise up, we need to have a little bit of crazy, um, just crazy events happening all over. For me, my weight hold-up moment was definitely... Mr. Donald Trump this week going oh my God, against that's mine. 
Wait, you already had yours, Dad. No, I said oh. I didn't want that to be mine. But oh. I'm saying, like, that's mine, too. <laughs> She's got a couple. But no, no, no. Yeah, go, go. Um, you know, just going um, off on a lot of these black athletes. And Colin Kaepernick, as we know, who's been um, do in, in this fight, he was uh, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, an amazing athlete with a beautiful story growing up uh, of struggles. And here he is taking a knee literally and figuratively in this country for something that he totally believes in. And then we have the president of the United States going after him and calling him, um, you know, every, he said this, like every guy who takes a knee on the field, this son of a bitch should be kicked off and a major clap back for his mama. Cause then his mama tweeted, yeah. then I am a proud, uh, bitch, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, yes, honey, tell them. Um, so it just like, I don't know, there's been so much going on with that. A lot of athletes speaking out about it. LeBron James was speaking out also too about Steph Curry not wanting to go to the White mm -hmm. House. Um, so I just feel like, like, what is going on? I mean, now we're, we're is, and I, I think I saw it a while back. Like, we cannot separate sports with politics because when we have a flag and we have, uh, we have to, you know, acknowledge the flag in a sporting event, it becomes political. Sure. Like the event becomes political. So, w I mean, for me, that was just a moment that I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening again? We have an island underwater. Mm -hmm. We have people dying like in Mexico because there's more earthquakes happening. Um, like, you know, even in Texas, we still have people underwater in Florida. There's other hurricanes lining up in the Atlantic and healthcare and DACA and Jesus, wow, why are we creating even more? And then we've got North Korea, you know? Yeah. So it's like the, the, this moment for me was like, okay, I need to just back up and try to understand, but I can't understand. You know, it's, uh, sorry, I'm just going to jump in there because that was like so totally something that was like, wait, 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 hold up. Because it's like, First of all, the fact of the matter is, is that the NFL is a very complicated place. The NFL has so many issues with men beating their wives, their girlfriends. Like if we need to look at domestic abuse in the NFL, we need to have been boycotting the NFL a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. And so now it's like all of a sudden this is what we're getting mad about. We're getting mad about people peacefully protesting the injustices that are happening in this country, which cannot be denied, which Trump is defending, which he is saying they're good. They're good people who are white supremacists. And but you're a son of a bitch if you're kneeling, but you're not a son of a bitch if you're chanting about how Jews and black people and Latinos are should not be in this country right. anymore. And, and you want to burn them. And you want. Right. <laughs> and so Rex Ryan, um, who's the former Jets coach and um, the current Bills coach, or maybe he's a former Jets and Bills coach. I don't know. Anyway, Rex Ryan, football person, he was um, talking to ESPN on Sunday and he said, he's like, I'm pissed off. I'll be honest with you. I supported Donald Trump. I sat back when he asked me to introduce him at a rally in Buffalo. I did that, but I'm reading these comments and it's appalling to me. And and then he continues, and I'm sure it's appalling to almost any citizen in our country, and it should be. Calling our players SOBs and that kind of stuff, that's not the men that I know. The men that I know in the locker room, I'm proud of. I'm proud to be associated with these people. And considering, again, the issues that have come up in the NFL, I'm like, but not only the issues that have come up in the NFL, considering the fact that 
weeks ago he was defending white supremacists. Um, he's called Mexican rapists. He's talked about grabbing women um, by their vaginas and has forcefully kissed women. And he's exhibited all these atrocious, atrocious habits and said atrocious things. And all of a sudden, the moment that he says, oh, he starts to attack NFL players. Like, and I appreciate you. It's like a weird thing. I'm like, I'm almost like, I appreciate you standing However. up. I think so. But at the same time, really, this is the first thing that pissed you off? Like, it just it, a lot of it just feels like, and I'm sure that a lot of entertainers feel this way, that this sort of like, um, hey, you, just like shut up and like entertain me. And don't have an opinion. Don't have any sense of, of value, of personal value that you then are going to impose on me to care about. Just continue to like entertain me and whatever sort of casualties come up in that. Like, that's not my issue. Like, my issue is like, you're messing up my Sunday football because now right. it's gotten political and this is the one time I could check my brain off. Right. Yeah, I guess I just even, I mean, I'm trying to understand different perspectives and really I'm not because when someone on my Facebook page like posts the wrong thing I unfollow them oh, or unfriend right them here, girl. Right? right so maybe on the ground I'm talking shit but like in trying to understand like different perspectives or like what is the appeal of Donald Trump who was obviously single-celled who isn't very smart who doesn't know anything really just like about domestic policy about foreign policy but then he has all of these people who are just ardent supporters like what is the appeal what what about him do you see in yourself or you know if you see a Colin Kaepernick who ha has taken a knee like what what about that offends your sensibility yeah. I, and it's just I haven't been able to crack the code I don't get it but I do feel like dialoguing is the way to go so that we can build these bridges, but not necessarily us. I think that we need to fight, find like our white brothers and sisters who kind of get it. And it's like, go and talk to your folks. Yeah. Because if I say something to one of these folks who I think are just like really close to other perspectives, they're not going to hear me. But if like my homie Todd, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Todd's my homie Todd who gets <laughs> it. If he talks to you, you guys look the same. Maybe you're going to be able to like understand the message, but it's just been so demoralizing almost yeah. to understand that people are just so willfully ignorant or, you know, you, mm. you wanting justice for yourself ruins my Sunday. Yeah. It's just yeah. really, really bizarre. We're living in some very bizarre times, but at the same time, like the way, I think folks of color and our allies have just been like standing up and being so um, not aggressive, but just active in making sure that certain things don't happen. I, I'm just I'm more inspired than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So what's your wait hold wait hold that moment? Was it a good thing? Did somebody call you and say? Can I talk about myself or is that no? Is that ridiculous? Do. Oh God. So what happened was well, just kidding. So. <clears throat> You know, like we're all like just trying to be out here living our best lives, obvi. And, you know, in doing that, you have to be like self-reflective and, and all these things. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing that and I'm meditating a lot. I'm just trying to be like the best person that I can be. And so recently someone told me, hey, like you ask too many questions. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm curious about you. And I was just like, nah, like the the way you ask questions, is, it kind of puts me off. Like almost really? like my curiosity was just like a wet blanket or just like was pushing this person away because we were friends. He just didn't like it. It was like a personality trait that he didn't appreciate. And then, you know, when you hear something and, and it doesn't resonate with you, 
you kind of want to dismiss it like ah bullshit but I'm like no I'm trying to grow as a person let me sit with it so then I started being like I do ask too many questions I'm an interviewer and I'm like letting my job kind of infiltrate my daily life so I was like feeling a bit down on myself and then I'm like not wanting to like ask a fucking question when I'm like hanging out with the homies. I'm like, I ask too many questions. Or I would be like, hey, how are you doing? I mean, if you want to tell me, I just got like uber paranoid about like my daily interactions because I absorb something that maybe I shouldn't have. And then randomly, maybe like two days later, I was talking to someone and I saw them and I was just like, hey, how are you? How's your dad? Because in February, this person was telling me like, oh, my dad's going through Alzheimer's and I hadn't seen him since February. So the first thing I do is like, hey, how is your dad? And he was just like, can I just tell you, like, I appreciate so much that you asked me this question. And like a lot of people, like, they don't ask me this, this question because they don't want to bring up the fact that like my dad is going through this thing, but I appreciate it so much. And then I'm like, you know what? Like, like one person can be someone's angel or devil. Like my, mm, yeah. me being curious can piss somebody off or like, lift someone up right. and that's completely okay so i'm just kind of like i don't know if, if that works in this no, context but i'm just kind of like i was like wait hold up i'm okay me and who i am and my personality traits like i'm fine it's yeah. all good and maybe i'm gonna fuck up sometimes and maybe i'm annoying sometimes but i'm me and i can be me my authentic self and it's not always gonna go over well and that's fine amen oh my god i love that moment yeah i really really do because I think we've all had them. And I think that that's why it's so important to be super self-reflective. Because then it just allows you to like, you can, he I'm like, I hear you. I'm going to take that one. Or I hear you and nah, I'm good. But but thank you. But I'm good. Bye. Bye. Out here living my best life. Right. <laughs> Let me be. I got a question. Can I ask somebody a question? <laughs> yeah, <That's> so. <laughs> I feel like this turns into church like today. I got a question. I got a question for you about your savior. <laughs> Praise him. Holla. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. so fun. This was amazing. I know. Girl, your energy I, is, I hope you guys can feel it because it is. It is contagious and amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, listen, I'm in the presence of queen, so, you know, you got to rise up to the royalty. You know what oh. I'm saying? So, no, I just appreciate it so much. Yes. Thank so, like we you. said, you can follow Francesca at DJ Francesca Harding. Um, that is D J F R A N C E S C A H A R D I N G. Same, boom. Good. It's the Job. longest Instagram I handle know. of all time. I'm out of breath. A lot of people can't spell Francesca. They be throwing K's in there and H's and Z's. I so. had an H in your name on my phone, but I fixed it. I was like, <laughs> incorrect. It's gone. Now. I know exactly. But we love you. We're gonna continue to support you. Yeah. Doing your thing. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for coming by. No, mm. my pleasure. And I'm gonna. <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> i'm definitely gonna make sure that all of my f folks i won't call them fans but whoever is on my instagram etc my fan page know that you guys are doing what you're doing because it's it's important work and you guys are really interesting and very funny to listen to Aww. so i love the banter thanks hey, hey. feedback feedback hey. no all y'all need is a camera because you guys are just like so great to watch doing your thing so i mean you don't need to do anything that you don't want to do i, Jay accept, Brown and I accept it and i receive it no. yeah thank, hey, you. thank you i'm just saying like <laughs> it's a vision to behold that's all i'm saying yes and thank you guys so much for tuning in subscribe subscribe to our um podcast and definitely follow us on our social media at wade's hold, hold up, up pod, pod. 
And you guys can connect with us there and let us know what you thought about this episode and obviously about the fabulous Francesca. If you catch her out in them streets, take pictures. But like only if she knows <laughs> that they're coming. <laughs> Don't be creeps, y'all. We'll and see you guys. Oh, yeah. Go, 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 girl, girl. No, girl, no, no. Is there something She's to add? She's go like, for it. And she's having a laugh. What's going on now? What's and going on? don't try your fake-ass Jamaican accent with her. Please. Please, okay? Love y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. See you guys next week.